Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Boom. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast, everyone. Boom. Oh, it's lovely. Ow. Thank you for joining Jeez. us. Thank you. Kazam! Right off the back of a uh, big, big talk about pooping last week. Mm, yeah, that we was need to nice. stay clear on that. That's a, it's a, it's a rabbit hole we don't need to revisit. No, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. It's, um, what's it called? What's the, what's, is it a groundhog? It's a little cresting groundhog we don't want to, you know, look into. It's a, it's a hole, a brown hole. <laughs> So we, we don't need to be anywhere near. We don't need to go near it. Did yeah. you guys hear um, that beavers have been reintroduced to the UK? Did you know? Really? This? Yeah. But when, when were they? When were they uh, banned from the UK? <laughs> yeah. They were Well, they they it was when the poll tax came in in the eighties. They refused to pay. Right. The poll tax. Right. Um, right. For just, their houses. They eat poles, of course, or, or use them for their dams. So. Taking yeah, so, advantage of council dams. Exactly. So Margaret Thatcher booted them all out, and then so in twenty fourteen in Devon. Some beavers just fucking rocked up. It just turned up. Nobody knows where they came from. Right. And they were like, we got to get these American beavers out of here. And some conservationist lads were like, uh, these are European beavers. So they're chill. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. And they went and chatted to the farmers. And the farmers were like, you know, this is going to cause problems. Because when they when they dam up a river, it leads to like less drainage for the fields nearby. And it, it floods and all the rest of it. But there are also benefits. It, they... they in drought conditions, the water table isn't as badly affected because there's all this water hanging about in the beaver dams, and yeah. they stop flooding from rivers and stuff like that. Like some good, some bad. Um, but yeah. interestingly, the farmer union was like, "We need an exit strategy for these beavers," and everybody else is like, "I don't know. I like the idea of having beavers running around in the country. I'd love to see beavers building a dam in Britain." I like that the uh, the beavers are hanging out on the River Otter. Yes, which is very the River Otter. conveniently named. Well, you say that, but I, I suspect a coming war between the otters and the beavers. The otters will be, it'll be like the Falklands, you know. Benefits of beavers. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. Beavers okay. and the landscapes, they generate benefit, both people and life and wildlife, because they help to reduce downstream flooding. Mm -hmm. The channels, dams, and wetland habitats that beavers create hold back water and release it more slowly after heavy rain. They increase water retention. They clean water. Wow. Yep, yep. They, they they, it gets filtered by their dams. It goes through the topsoil and it's a, they sort of filter about a bunch of impurities out. Beavers in Britain. The Eurasian beaver, castor fiber, is a large herbivore, a mammal that was formerly native to these shores and once played an important part in our landscape from prehistoric times until it was hunted to extinction in the 16th century for its fur, oh, yeah. meat, and scent glands. Oh, my God. What do you do with a beaver scent gland, exactly? Rub it on oh. yourself and women find you irresistible, as long as nice. they live in a river. They're kind of cute, aren't they, beavers? They I'm are. just looking at one right now. They are very, very big rodents, but they look really cute. This one's they got do. some a bunch of nipples, uh, looks like, <laughs> on the bottom. Can you stop talking about beavers and nipples? It's too early. They're big nipples, though. I bet it's you. Really, it's really I like nipples and I like beavers. I what can you I could say? Probably, you could probably draw a lot of milk from those bad boys like good they Lord. are beaver milk they are they are they're looking good all right wh which animal would you rather drink the milk of would you rather drink dog milk cat no. milk or no. beaver milk what's it going to be oh man none none of those milks you got to drink uh, one why do i have to drink or one? they're going to kill you i'd rather die you'd rather <laughs> die yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the old Sips, Sips answer to those. <laughs> just kill me. That's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, the fourth know. option is the, the punishment option. I'll Come take on, that. though, guys. Think about it. How are you going to get through the rest of your life knowing that you've drunk milk from the teat of 
a foreign animal that well, no, is, it's gonna, you have you no business have drinking from the teat of. You don't have to suckle, all right? I'm not asking you to go up and, and suckle. Oh, okay, the, that's the different cow. then. Sorry, uh, I thought the, you the meant like would've... I had no, to no. naturally go and draw milk right out of its No, they're going to produce it breast. for you in a glass, chilled it at your request. Right. you just got to neck it. Which is it going to be? Uh, for me, it's never going to be cat milk. Well, in it's that case, I don't give a fuck. Just give me the milk and give me the money and we're done. Yeah. You know, I sent you that gourmet box There's got to be some payoff Chocolate milkshakes last week. Sips. There was like three three different flavors. Do you remember gourmet chocolate? And I, yeah, I sent you that little set, and you you said they were all scrumptious. Well, actually, that was cat milk, <laughs> dog milk, and beaver milk. You've been drinking it the whole time. Oh my god! You didn't even realize. What Jesus. about rat, rat milk? Would you drink rat milk? I don't think you'd fucking be able to tell. I don't think these things probably taste particularly nasty. No. You know, I, I don't think that milk is this thing that the they want their babies to drink it and not like, it's not like lemon juice, is yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Right, here's one for you. Cockroach milk. I mean, is that even a thing? Yes, that is a they thing. Even make that that milk? is a thing, yes. I don't Would want, I don't want anything to do with cockroaches or any byproducts of cockroaches. Me and, and cockroaches are, are separate forever, for eternity. I don't want to be anywhere near them. I don't want them anywhere near me, and I don't want any of their products, and I don't want them to touch any of my products. We're 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 separate. I, there's enough no, they, room on this is, earth for both of us. That sounds absolutely awful, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that it really re sounds like the worst thing. Did you, didn't you um, used to do the would you rather game at school a lot? Like that was a, I a hated big that. thing. I still, hate, I still hate it's it. It's awful. We yeah. don't have to do that. We're old now. That's I never it. liked that game because it was always such a poisonous m mind trick. It was like forcing you to think about bad things. It's so ridiculous know? too. It's like, I have the worst like the one. The what you rathers are, are both terrible, right? They're <laughs> have, both things that you, have, you never do. Wait, do. Do you want to hear the worst one? This is. I do think, I want to hear the worst one? I think no, Tom I told don't. me this one. It's right. the, it is the worst one. Oh God, really? Yes. Is, it, is this like the aristocrats joke? No, no. It's, just it, like, it's not scatological. It's just. Would you it, rather? Would you rather uh, French kiss uh, Hitler or Jeffrey Dahmer? Which 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 one is <laughs> better this for is you way to French worse. kiss? This is way worse. <laughs> right. Just that's horrible. It's going to be horrible. I'm bracing myself. No, actually, I'm it? not sure if I if it's. I don't know. I mean, all right. I'll I'll say it, and you can judge for yourselves. All right. Okay. Would you rather you're innocent, but everyone thinks you're a pedophile? Or you fuck a kid and get away with it. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that my is own. the worst one. That you is have fucking to choose awful. One. Jesus. And when Tom told me that, that was the end of the conversation right there. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I, there's no choice there. I would just say, just kill me. I Right. That How is has the, my life gotten to the point where I'm even having this yeah, conversation? And that's what Sips always goes to. It goes to that third that third option, which is always... There's no third option. There always is. There has to be. There's just never... A, what do you mean? It's a would you rather. It's one of two things. And I mean, I, I would just choose the... Like Sips said, I think death is the only solution in that situation. But uh, yeah, that was the one he told me that I, we were like, we were doing this in the pub, like doing the would you rathers. And he was like, right, I've got the best one. I this like, does oh. sound like a pub conversation. Of course right it's now. a pub conversation. Not, not, a, not a good pub conversation either. <laughs> you this guys one, are too chased one of the, the ones. This is one of those conversations where like, oh, fuck, I just remembered my um, rhinoceros is on fire at home. I got to run home and extinguish him ASAP. Bye. And then you, you you run away, right? Like this is why you guys of, yeah. don't come to the pub when we go out because you're uh, in, a couple of innocent young boys. This is like ratty prepared. and the nonce all over again. Have you guys seen uh, Afterlife yet? That show, the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, Afterlife? I saw the first series. What's the second? There's a second series. There's a second season. Yeah, it's pretty good. Are people but the psychologist, um, the psychologist starts to slowly break down. You know, the one that's um, seeing the. Um, the brother-in-law, and and was seeing uh, Ricky Gervais as well. No, he's uh, the guy from that. Game of Thrones. Remember the um... oh uh, Dennis Pennis, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, so he. Oh, so right. in season two, he starts to slowly break down. Like he's you know questioning whether he wants to be a psychologist anymore, and sort of does like a reversal on them. You know, like Ricky Gervais' character leaves altogether. He's just like he has enough. But then the um, the the brother-in-law continues to see him. And he just gets worse and worse and worse. And he starts t telling these two friends, Ratty and the nonce, and, and their sexual exploits off the back of going to the pub and stuff like that. <laughs> what you're describing is, is, sounds a little bit like that without all of the fucking 
toilet stall blowjobs and fucking <laughs> everything else that they describe. It's really funny oh though. God. You, you got to check out season two. It's really good. Because right. I, really I, I really, I, I was surprised how good season one or series one because it's an English show, so it's series. Yeah, I found. Yeah, out it's, it's it, worth it's, talking about this because 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 Ricky Gervais has this sort of aura around him of I almost don't want to watch stuff that he's in. Um, on on principle, in the same way. Why on principle that, though? Like I just thought. Well, I just thought all of his shows would be like The Office because I'd never really bothered to watch anything. I just thought, oh, I bet you it's just always the same. It's always awkward. It's always like whatever. And if you're up for that, cool. If not, whatever. Like I never really sought his other stuff out. But now that well, I've I'd watched like to think that, extras yeah. and Afterlife and stuff, I've got like a newfound appreciation. I'd, I'd like to think that I was I was fairly open to these things, right? But what happened to be last week because I was reading um I was reading this Alistair Reynolds book which I finished called Revenger and there's a couple of sequels well I think one's still coming out but it's more um it's a, it's a really fun sci-fi book um sort of set in the future where the solar system has kind of gone through these series periods of like being destroyed and the civilization's regrown about 12 times. Yeah. And extinction um, events. Yeah. Kind of like aliens coming in and like killing the everyone. Sixth, is it about the sixth EE or, um, or the, yeah, there's lo- right. loads of extinction events have happened <laughs> and extinction entities humanity as well? is sort of hung on by a thread. Right, right. And so the, the civilization that's sort of risen up is fairly basic, sort of similar to kind of our current era only they've got these sort of ships and they go out and try and find this sort of ancient technology in these um, hidden like baubles. So it's kind of like a pirate themed sci-fi in the future. I was about halfway through it when I read, I was reading about something about it online or someone mentioned something and they said it was like a young adult novel and it, it instantly made me A, realise that yes, it was in the same way that, you know, in in the same way that it wasn't, you know, but I mean, the line between young adult and adult novels is kind of a bit blurry anyway, right? Like, um, there's people getting killed left, right, and centre. There's people having sex. There's all sorts of stuff going on. You know, it's pretty horrible. A lot of do, it. As do well. you think people some of these torturing uh, people? Some of these young adult novels, the authors are like they want to make it seem slightly edgy so that the young adults reading it uh, feel like they're not reading a young adult novel. They're reading an a- actual novel. Novel. So they kind of put some yeah. extra stuff in to be like, and then so-and-so was killed. And it's like, oh, wow, this is so dark. Like Twilight was basically yeah. for kids, wasn't it? Harry Potter yeah, was Yeah, it was a young adult. Yeah. yeah, Well, it wasn't for kids. What, Harry I mean, Potter? Harry Potter was definitely... It was for kids. Harry Potter was for kids. For, it skewed younger. It was for kids. Late earlier in the episodes. It was for kids. It wasn't for, for... Well, it depends what you mean by kids. I mean children. But definitely, we've been through this. Uh, <laughs> the size of the typing in the books is um, is uh, conspicuously oh. large. I, like, normally yeah. that happens in kids' books too. <laughs> anyway, as soon as I, like... As soon as I sort of heard it was a young adult novel, it kind of instantly changed my feelings about it. And then I had to work a little bit in my head to like say, actually, I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was really fun. I had a really good time reading it. It was kind of like this sort of just a space romp. I mean, I'd recommend it to to you guys, absolutely. But I think that, you know, you may now be put off by the fact that it's kind of this, it skews a little bit younger uh, on, on the read. Um, do, do you know what I mean? Because it feels like we automatically want to read adult novels or something or be, you know, I don't know. We're, we're I'm the up. opposite. I don't want to read any novels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not the opposite. No, That's the third option. Right, right. Okay. Man, I don't know what happened to me with reading. Like, I used to read a lot and now I'm just so lazy. I'll I tell just you don't what bother. happened. We don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, yeah. like we definitely said before, when I have to travel, that was that's when I read. <sighs> yeah. Like, if you I'm going away on vacation reading. or something, All I'll you read. need to do is find something that, that is good and then you'll read all of it. Like, what happened with um, Bloody Red Rising? Right. You know, which is, again, kind of a young adult, actually. It does, fe- yeah, it does feel a bit like that, especially the first book. The second and third book, not quite so much. But the first book yeah, it matures did a bit, feel definitely. a little, like you said, a little bit young adulty um, in parts. Uh, but I think that was because I associated it with The Hunger Games because the, the sort of basic premise of the book is that they go to this sort of game area and they have to compete with other groups and everything and and i you know for sure so it, it, it but it isn't i mean it, red or rising Maze is not Runner, like, or some of these other things right. or, or or even i mean i don't want to say the walking dead because that is definitely very you know adult themed but sometimes it feels like 
if you if you wanted to write a book, right, but you didn't want to put graphic rape scenes in there, right. suddenly your book's a young adult book, and I feel like that's the wrong attitude I, to I have. I don't think that's you know? the, I don't think that's that's what makes it uh, a young adult book. I think it's to do with things like the vocabulary in the book. Um, I think it's generally is the protagonist a a young teenager with a lot to prove, and you know, it's like if the if the the peers of the main character are also very young. You feel like I, as an adult, just think like, "Well, this book is for kids," because it's like they they talk like kids, they relate to each other like kids. They're the kids, and there's not many grown up books that you read. I mean, the you know Enid Blyton's uh, famous five books were for for kids, and the 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 people in it were all kids. So it's hard it's hard for me to read a book where the main characters are literally children without thinking, "Well, this book is for for that age group." Whereas I think when you read books as an adult, it tends to be about adult adults in adult situations rather than rather than uh, than anything else that makes more sense to me yeah actually that that does that does sound right <laughs> it's I mean, just, just funny th- isn't it na- name any like books that you've read recently where the main characters were teenagers yeah red rising felt like it was uh kind of like a like a teen a teen novel but it was it was very good at the same time you know yeah but it also moved on from that it's like it started off with their their life as essentially as, as young teenagers, young adults trying to to make it in this this uh, crazy universe and trying to find their rank and work with these houses and everything, and then it expanded and they grew up and they matured and the the books did with them sort of thing. Where's the line though? Like, wh- where's the where where's the the line? Like uh, like the clear line between sort of teen or young adult fiction and then um, full adult fiction like well i i i think actually what ends up happening is that someone writes something or creates something with a tone that they want to have and then it ends up finding its niche in that thing much like everything like minecraft or fortnite you know were designed with a audience in mind and then they skewed a lot younger based on who was playing them and who got the most joy out of them and who felt you know, it felt more appropriate to so them. So here right. is the boundary between children's young adult and adult fiction. Now, this is my favorite line. I'm not going to read the whole thing from Wikipedia, but I think this is really funny. The distinctions among children's literature, young adult literature, and adult literature have historically been flexible and loosely defined. This line is often policed by adults who feel strongly about the border. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally oh grown God. up saying, that's young adult fiction, that's us, that's us right it's, now. It's literally oh, us, no. this whole conversation in a nutshell. What a what a withering line on Wikipedia that is. Someone's put that in there because they might have put it in there as a reference to the Triforce podcast, who knows, because of my claiming that Harry Potter is a kid's book, even though this it is, was marked this is, this is a claim that persists on this podcast. Podcast, but is always denied by one member of this podcast, <laughs> like an animal snarling and frothing at the mouth every time we bring it up. But I think you're right. I think it was originally marketed for children. I mean, there were there were like it was in the news when adults were seen reading it on trains and things. Because I can remember being on the underground and seeing all these people in suits off to work reading Harry Potter, and it was like, wow, they're reading a kids' book. This thing's really blown up as and, and become hugely successful. But uh, yeah, there's no doubt that it was it was a kids' book. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, the I don't think she even like originally thought the because the, the first one's quite different to the others as well. Um, you know, certainly she had to almost go back on some of the some of the things. Oh, I saw a thing this week where a guy um, took the first Harry Potter movie and replaced. CGI replaced all the wands with guns. Nice. Um, and it's fucking amazing because you don't realise how often they use their wands as guns, effectively, to, to blow stuff up or smash things or break glass or yeah. do things that guns would do. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and it's al- it almost entirely fits, but there's occasional bits where Hermione's floating a feather with a gun. But, but there's this great bit where she just... So she says, I'm sorry about this, Neville. She raises her gun and just shoots him in the head. And it's obviously <laughs> the bit where it's the bit where she freezes him into a, 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 a whatever, freezes his body. But he just sort of falls over like he's been shot in the head. And it's oh, it's glorious. What was his name? Neville? Neville, yeah, Neville. That is a good that is a good British name, isn't it? That is. You don't meet many Americans. We were talking Neville. we were talking about names yesterday because I was making it's not even a joke. Uh, it's not even funny. But uh, wh- everyone whenever, knows a Neville when, as well. Whenever right? I, someone it, with a bad name who's had a hard time, very British 
high school career you'd be, because of it. You'd be hard pressed to find a Neville in it's, America. It's kind of or... shaped his personality. There's very, very few Nevilles raised to the rank of head boy. You right. know, without Neville Chamberlain was the prime minister, lest we forget. But yeah. he was the well, shittest but, prime minister. I have but, in my head a piece of paper that means that Hitler's cocking us. He's cocking us right now. I brought this paper home. Think of some <laughs> names that you think are... Okay, sorry, back to what I was saying. Uh, when I get salty in video games, uh, particularly if I'm playing sort of like midday, like around lunchtime, I blame the French. I always just say, it's got to be French kids that are spoiling my good games here. Competitive games... <laughs> Tarkov, whatever. I always figure like, Whoa. oh yeah, this- they're done school for the day, and now they're sweating it up, killing me with their f- lightning fast reflexes and and whatever. French French children, French kids, yeah, are responsible for you losing at games. Well, I mean, I know it's 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 irrational. Is but that because they're ahead in the time zone? Ch- my my chat have picked up on this now, and every time I die or whatever, they're like, oh, it's probably some drunk French kid killing you or something, and and. It, it just goes on and on and on. And then people come to the stream, they're like, why is this guy being so racist towards French people? And so I'm not actually, I don't hate French people. Uh, you know, like just I hate French children. I just hate, <laughs> I just hate their kids uh, for being better at video games than me. No, but so we got into this, into a discussion. It was a nice discussion, actually. We were talking about names that, uh, that fit very well with like a culture or a country or whatever. We started talking about American names. Uh, like Hunter or Chip or Buddy right. or Llewellyn, uh, you know, like like those really American names that you wouldn't find anywhere else, you know, like you Chester. wouldn't. Yeah. And then we were talking about oh, yeah. English names, you know, like Nigel and Neville um, and like Bartholomew <laughs> and Barnabas. Yeah, Cuthbert. <laughs> Cuthbert. Clive. Clive. Yeah, yeah, these Clive, are, these Clive. are names that you really wouldn't find much outside of of Britain, so, and it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? As global as we're becoming, there's still very, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. like in India, they, there's definitely names, Indian names that you wouldn't get really outside of India, unless uh, the person like left India, moved somewhere well, yeah, else, yeah. But and that, kept that's name different, sort of thing. I'd say but, that's, I mean, that's a very striking culture. Yeah, yeah, it culture. is. It's, it, it is, and also they have a different language, so their names will be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you may as well say in China, you're never going to get a Clive, are you? But it's like, well, yeah. Well, funnily I mean, enough, not. though, we did a lot of work uh, when I used to work at the bank. <laughs> funnily enough, there's there's actually ten million Clives <laughs> in China. You don't. It's weird, isn't it? It's actually really popular. No, well, what like, they do yeah. is um, when I used to work at HSBC, it's we named after one of the emperors. It's, Emperor you know Clive. What? It's cool. I didn't want to talk anyway. The Clive Dynasty. <laughs> Fine. I've got one of the vases. Clive, Sorry, it's an original Clive you. vase made by uh, Nigel and Clive, the famous Chinese uh, urn makers. Oh, by Very the way, sausage. by the way, um, I remember uh, when I was at a, I was in a, a, a TI one time, and um, I hang out with uh, a, a wide range of people from all over the world. That's pretty much what it is. Um, but I remember my friend uh, Ken, um, who's Chinese. Chinese American, uh, but he was he was brought up in China, and he's always pointing out to me that like the the subtle racist things that you see, especially in older films about Chinese people and Chinese culture. Um, and one of the funny things that I he, the, he he and and another friend of mine who's Korean always references the gong, the sort of bong. And the moment you hear that noise, it, it's meant <laughs> oh, to oh represent God, you're China, right. right? So I was watching. That's, that's in everything as well, everything. even today. So I was watching a James Bond movie the other day, The Man with the Golden Gun, and every time that there was a Chinese person on screen, it was like gong, just every time. Oh my it's, God. It's something that as a white English person, I had never even noticed this. I just thought it was like a movie trope. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you're right. Having a fucking gong sound every time your people come on It's not even that old, that movie, like 20 years ago. It's like... The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, I'm was thinking made of Golden in the, in the Sorry, 2000s. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Goldeneye. That was made in the oh, 90s. Well, okay. Man with the Golden Gun was made in the 70s, I think. Late 70s, very early 80s. I would say 79. Let's look it up. Man with the Sorry, Golden Sips, Gun. 1974. How about Bond that? names and villains are are great, aren't they? Cuz they're just so, they're, they're not like at all exciting, eh? It's just like something stupid like the man with gardening gloves or you know <laughs> It's just like, all right. Well, he, his, his, but, uh, but that was part of all the spy lingo yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He was Scaramanga. That was the name of the bad guy. The in, in Man with the Golden Gun is Scaramanga. 
And then you had Blofeld, which you know just made me think of Blowjob. Now that that would have been a better bad guy, I think. What about Oddjob? Oddjob, you're thinking Oddjob. of Oddjob yeah. and Blofeld combined together to form Blowjob. Man, and, I remember uh, Oddjob being so fucking OP in Goldeneye, like he because he was short and it was harder yeah, to yeah. aim and headshot him. Like that was the power play. Yeah, if anyone picked Oddjob, anyway, you were fucked. What were you saying about names, Sips, Neville, and Clive? Oh, oh, about uh, about China and names. When when I was working at HSBC, we had uh, a lot of our stuff was uh, was lo- was physically located in Hong Kong, and therefore was supported by uh, a team in Hong Kong, a really big uh, team. In Hong Kong. Well, it's Hong Kong, Shanghai, yeah. building corp. So in the middle of the night, sometimes at like four in the morning or whatever, you'd get a call from Hong Kong to say that like, you know, a batch job had failed or something went wrong, whatever. We've lost a load of money. You'd off- <laughs> We can't find it. Well, <laughs> so- no, but you just, you, th- these are things that you had to deal with you. So I'd have to wake up and I'd have to There's look- too many people called Clive. I- They're all called- Clive Wang. Well, they have got, got a Clive Stack Overflow. That's the, the point I'm getting at is they gave themselves Christian names um, because for some reason they decided that this would make it easier for us to us who were not in China to deal with them. You know, so they had names like Wendy and Clive and and George and stuff like that. But they they weren't their real names. They would just adopt these. I mean, they still do that in call centers. In Someone Christian will call names. up with a very yeah. strong. Well, it's pretty unusual to, to 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 open a bank account with a false name though, right? It's I, 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 it is odd though. I don't know why they should have to do that. Like I, Because it, we're idiots. That's well, yeah, I know. It. It's just I, I I was always I was always perplexed by the whole thing. I was just thought I'm 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 more than happy to call somebody by their actual name. They don't need to like, yeah, but a lot of people dress it up so. or whatever. It's just it was just such a weird thing. But I remember going through like code that, that I'd have to debug, like old source code where people, you know, the person who would write the code in the first place. There was always a space at the top for you to put your name what project you're working on, some sort of reference or whatever. And it was the same there too. And this goes back to, this went back like to the seventies when a lot of this stuff was written because it's on like an old mainframe. And there'd be just like guys called like, you know, Wendy Liu and like Johnny Wang and stuff like that. Like they would, they would use yeah, well, I did, these I Christian did read names. Somewhere like, that, that there are very common names. I mean, I joked about Wang, but I think Wang Wei is like one of the most common names yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah. It's but like, it's, it, it, you know, like it, you, sometimes they would put like in, in brackets their, their full actual name, but they would still use these sort of like, Christian prefixes or whatever. Well, if you've got like 300,000 people banking with you with the same name, how do you keep track of that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you want to do you want to hear the list of names, English names that are that are you you will not find a, a kid named these these days. Now this is funny because some of these we know people with these names. I know people with these names. Tarquin. But I have no Angela. Angela. Do you know any kid any babies called Angela? Oh, you mean these are names that have gone out of fashion, sort of. Yes, Bertram. We had these this discussion yesterday as well because now a lot of a lot of new babies are being called like city names or like right. 
They're being called not like Beverly, Khal- Khaleesi not and Cecil, stuff like that. Not Carol, not Clarence. Clive is on this list. Yeah. Cyril, Deborah, Diane, Donna, Dean. Cyril, now Doris, that's an English name. Holy Dean, crap. yeah. Dennis, Derek, Duncan, apparently out of fashion. Poor Duncan. Yeah. Elaine, Ernest, Jeffrey, Horace. Now, Joanne, my sister's <laughs> name is Joanna. You don't meet many Joannas. Leonard, Maureen, Malcolm, Nigel, Neville. See, these are we were right. Paula. Roy, Sally, Sandra, Sharon, Sheila, Tracy, Wendy, Yvonne, and Wayne. Wayne. Now it's true you don't yeah. meet many kids with those names now. No. It's weird. But 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 Wayne Rooney is only in his thirties, but you don't meet Waynes these days. That's weird, true. Yeah. People. I mean, you'd think people would name babies after people who are fairly famous. You know, you think like Angela from The Office. There should be some Angelas. You know. <laughs> I mean, she, she wasn't exactly a character you want to name a kid. Wayne after. Rooney's an England footballer. I'm just surprised there's no the people. But obviously, people are just not that into him, or they think he's a bit ugly or whatever. I mean, Cal- Maybe they Khaleesi don't their... was a big one, right? Dexter a lot of people... was a big one, too. I remember when when our kids were smaller and my wife was going to playgroups, there was always a handful of Dexters, you know? Crazy. I think, it's, I think there's a lot to be said for, like, shows, popular media and stuff to influence, like... I mean, there must be a bunch of Adele's, right? And Sears and stuff like that because of uh, the singers. Lady Gaga's and fucking... Yeah, a lot of Gaga's. Yeah. A lot of Gaga's. This is Gaga Stevenson. So, so interestingly, I had an email this week from a a guy called Robin, um, who is having a baby in October. Shout out to Robin. Um, He's Robin a baby. And he said, "Uh, I thought it would only be fitting to get him some sort of Yogscast merch, as we'll be naming him Lewis. Wow. Uh, I, I, my heart was like, oh my god, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm ready for this. But fortunately, in a, the next you're sentence, doing like a Michael from The Office, and you, you, you assume that you're going to be the Godfather and stuff as well. <laughs> in the next, in the next sentence, he said, the name is in reference to my wife's grandfather, Lewis. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, but I, I mean, that's the thing. Some people, there might be a, a baby Sips out there. Someone might want to call their kid Sips. Well, God, um, good luck to them. Because I mean, I don't, that's not a good setup for your future, is it? Like, if that's your name. I mean, it's a, an anagram P-flax. for piss, so it's you're not. Can I mean, would you a, a would you be, just think about being a kid called P, P-flax or Pyrian, you know. T-force. what would How would they get bullied in school if they were called Pyrian Flax. Well, because people would say, what's that name about? Yeah. And they would have to say, well, my dad really liked this bald idiot. You'd be like, well, great. Lucky, lucky Pyrian you. Flax. Dirty, dirty slacks. Fucking bald idiot um, lover. Stupid. Fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got, I, I guess like when you, uh, what, when you name your kid, you, it's such a such a minefield, right? It because is. you 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 don't want to be constantly reminded of you're paranoid that you don't want to be constantly reminded of something or something bad. You can't, you know. There's a lot of names that are just out because you know someone called that, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's what happens with baby names. It's like first of all, I can't name it after a lot of already already names out there because they they're already taken. I don't want you know. Ian, it's like, oh, it's like Ian McKellen. It's a bit weird. I don't want to, oh, babies are named after Gandalf, you know. And then like Patrick, oh, Patrick Stewart. Suddenly there's like, oh, you just name any name and it will conjure up images in your mind. And you mm. have to find one that's neutral for both of you, I guess. Okay, look, I, right? I've got a couple of good ones here for you. Um, some ideas. What what gender of baby are you thinking of having, Lewis? Oh, um, um, I'm thinking of, well, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd like to have a neutral name. So then if I have a boy or a girl, you know. Just answer the fucking question. Just pick one. Flip just, a coin just, if you I have I want a to. gender neutral name. So when they grow up, they can choose their gender and they still keep the same name. Okay. What about Booker? That sounds great. Like, bu- like Booker T and the MGs. No, you could definitely have a girl called Booker as well. Like that sounds like a young adult, the young adult star. Book. In a what book. about Buckley? Cleveland? Buckley? Uh, obsession. Buckley. That's a name for a sacrifice. What about us? What What about the name sacrifice? These are all wow. These are all on. Well, a- okay, C- Cleveland doesn't work because of the the euphemism right. of the, the the sex act, which no one has I don't think ever done. But it's very famous. You don't see many Chevys around, do you? No, you don't see many Chevys. No, or Dwight's. You don't see many Dwight's around. Yeah. Dwight's either. not a cool name. It's like Dwayne. Cromwell, it's like a bit, Creighton, Crawford, a bit Cortland, Copper, Co- Cooper. Cortland. Yeah, these are all. Bert, Buster, you don't see Bert. you don't see many Berts no. or Busters around anymore, do you? This is Gru. Yeah, yeah. this is Gru. Actually, I think you could have Dwight and and 
and Dwayne in like in the black community. What about I think Gordon? Like that would be okay. Haddon. It Hadley. seems like certain names definitely yes. feel like there's like certain groups that would they would fit fine. Gordon, actually, I, I Gordon's like I reckon some of these come back round. I like some Gordon. of these are really old. Henley's an old one, isn't it? Kenton Henley. That sounds like a very that sounds like the 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 royal baby Lawson. You don't you don't meet many Kens. Legolas. <laughs> That's, Legolas. That's more of a, a, a <laughs> that's probably a more recent one, right? Well, semi-recent. What would, what would you call him for short? Lego. 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 Leggy. Yeah. Lass. Lassie. What about Mace? I don't think, I don't... What about calling your kid Mace? Mace. Madison. Mace. Maitland. Madison is another one, right? That's a, Madison is like a, like an American girl's name. Madison. Yeah, you hear a lot. Like, I, know, yeah. I, know, I know quite a few Madisons and it just goes to Maddie, which right. is, you know. Not uncommon. Newman, yeah. Nelson, Newman, Parker, Newman. Packard. <laughs> oh my God! Rally and Parker are, are definitely dogs now. You don't see many um, Ralphs or Ramses around anymore either, do you? Ramses. Yeah, these are all. These are all. I was I was at school with a kid names. called Ramsey. Yeah, he was Egyptian. Like that was his his uh, his parents were Egyptian. You moved over. His name was Ramsey. He was a good lad. Maybe people end up picking the same names because they're safe and other people have picked them and it's just going to blend in and with be, 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 you know, people want someone relatable. You know, you want a prime minister called Chris or, or David, Dave. you know, you want someone who sounds Gary. like they've got a kind prime of minister And yet we have a name. Boris, so That's there goes Incidentally, that changing the topic, I had a Boris burger yesterday, right. which I'm calling it that. I don't know if it's Is that where they give you half the money off? Yeah. So I went, um, I went uh, out with Ben for lunch. I was like, "Do you want to go out for lunch?" And I was like, "I, I hear they have half price food." And he was like, "Sure." So we went out um, to this burger place nearby, and um, so we get there, and there's not very many people out in there, but there's a few people outside. And so I looked sort of over people's shoulders, sort of keeping my distance. You know, everyone's all very paranoid. And uh, there's a QR code at the door, and it says you have to scan the QR code to get in the queue. So I was like, okay. So I scanned the QR code, and I had to type in a load of, of all my details. This is for the track and trace thing, so they can contact me if anyone at the restaurant had yeah. uh, corona. Yeah. So then I got in a queue with Ben, and we were there for about five minutes, and they called out the name like a doctor surgery. Ben, ben and Lewis! I was like, oh, geez. So we went in, and um, they put us in a booth, which had little plastic... Um, it's, they've stuck, like, plastic sheets to the... To the um, backs of the booths right so they're more isolated for mm. some reason and then the waitress honestly stood st two meters away from us as if we both had corona yeah. she was so scared of us and she looked miserable yeah. um well i mean she, wait, like she did not want to be there at all even That's without corona would you want to do that job i mean that sucks no i probably wouldn't but she was not she was not and she just said uh menus on that qr code i was like she, she pointed to this qr code seller tape to the table so scan that qr code had to order digit so looked at the menu on my phone had to order digitally which i'm all fine with and, and pay digitally as well by the way at the end so it was entirely like completely no touching at all um, you, brought a burger really nice just sort of very gingerly pu pushed it over to the table to keep distance it was very carefully done they could serve the and food with those big flat things they used to get pizzas out of pizza ovens oh yeah just that's a good idea shuffle your plate at you like yeah. um and so it was all very careful very 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 futuristic it felt i mean actually. if they don't do this then the government's going to shut them down again like all these places, they, they, I Everywhere's think there is a collective understanding. So I've got yeah. like I've got like apps for gourmet bug kitchen because you get occasional vouchers, and I've got apps for fucking everything. It feels like already, and it feels like they've been trying to. Like every restaurant has been trying to make me pay digitally or sign up digitally to their fucking newsletter or something. Anyway, yeah. right? So now it's just finally all of that infrastructure is actually slightly useful. What do you guys um, think about this whole? Um you know, push to to get people to use money digitally, like, you know, cards, like contactless I mean, I will actually say, I like kind of didn't hate it because there was no calling the waiter over or waiting for them to bring us a menu or waiting for, like, waiting for them to come and take our order. You could just do it all online. And it was, it felt like it was just, I don't know, I, I kind of liked it, actually. Yeah. I will say. <sighs> I didn't have to really interact with the, with the, with the servers and they didn't have to interact with me. You know, I'm a, no one wants to interact with me. Well, I mean, <laughs> safe. I don't know. I think I think phasing trouble. out cash is uh, is not is not a great thing. I, I think it'll be a shame. Why? It's finally phased out. I don't know because there's I, there, there's there's like a lot of little things about paying with cash, right? Like um, that, like privacy is one of them. You you're paying with a card. Like people 
somebody somewhere knows where you've been, what you've bought, what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like at least with cash, you can I, you can I, remain I a there bit is, you're private. Right. You know, there is something about cash, right? In the same way that playing a board game on tabletop sim and rolling the dice digitally feels incredibly unsatisfying. Yeah. Whereas playing poker in real life and actually having the cards and moving the chips around and rolling the dice or doing like you know you know it's such a big difference is poker online versus you know in person and i think having cash and paying for stuff in cash with certainly with coins you know or with with notes is a lot more i don't know it feels different yeah um, there, there's like, definitely you know, some interaction that takes place that I, we need we need to have some interaction with other people and i think exchanging money for goods even though it's not as quick as using a card or whatever makes you interact with somebody a bit longer even even if it's not even a meaningful interaction or whatever it's still something right it's, mm. it's still yeah it's like it's if I'm you're not touching them physically that. you're touching them with the disease vector of a piece of paper or piece of metal yeah i mean it's yeah. it's way easier i mean if you if you're a business here's the thing there are some businesses where they can't afford to have the fees that are charged for for cards and things like that. If we can move past having those stupid fees, also how you, is it not easier well, to have beep now you've got money rather than what you have to do is go to the bank with all this cash. You're not um which is a pain in the ass. The banks aren't like <laughs> I mean they they're a fairly sure thing, but in in a pinch without cash you have no way of having money or owning money that's like out of the banking system, right? Like you. What do you think cash is? If there's a massive financial crisis, your cash is worth fuck all. Like you may as well say, let's trade with blocks of gold. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're skeptical about whether banks are going to survive, you've also have to be skeptical about whether cash is worth keeping. I I know, but at least you have that. And if you needed it or if it was worth something, you had the option. Whereas everything being digital, you're completely just saying. I'm just going to give everything to this company that uh, is just going to do whatever it likes, as they've proven uh, time and time again in the past, like uh, with all their dealings and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's a lot to... You're completely right. I think it's a no, lot to he's lump not, in. He's not. Here's the thing. The money that you have in a bank account is also stored digitally. So there's no difference unless you're that's saying what, well, that that's you what constantly want to have if you had, all the money that you own in a pile. I'm not saying all the money. Cash. I'm saying what if you had like 500 quid stored in a shoebox under your bed just in case sort of thing you can't do that right if like we can completely eliminate no 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 cash. what you want in that shoebox is a bottle of whiskey yeah. two guns yeah. uh some ammo you need bottle caps some cigarettes i don't know man. it's I, like I, you gotta think about prison I, i'm prison not saying money, i i'm right? not saying i'm right i'm sure that you can you can discount everything i'm saying with some fact or whatever i'm just saying it feels bad that eventually no we will it not totally have does cash. like well, there's a thing, isn't there? Like um, when you go into banks now, they it's been there for a couple of years. Well, maybe even since the original financial crisis, it's it says that the bank will insure your deposits up to the government will insure your deposits up to thirty five. Yeah, exactly. Or so like if if you don't have if you have more than thirty five thousand pounds in the bank, which most yeah, people well, don't, look at when uh, um, look at all the Northern Rock stuff when that was when that happened. People lost a ton of money. Like there was. People that had money um, above the amount that they would uh, guarantee back for you, that would it just disappeared like overnight. You know, like life yeah. savings and stuff. Well, I think that it's. I think that one bank going bad it, it, because it's been mismanaged or some sort of fraud or something that does happen. Like there was this fraud with Wirecard, wasn't there? Relatively yeah. recently, who was this payment processor who said they had a lot more money than they had, but people didn't bank with them. Um, I think one bank going bad can be obviously a big problem. And I think, you know, that's why the government would step in. But I think that in the case of some sort of financial meltdown, more of a risk of massive inflation or massive deflation, yeah. some, sort of, some sort of big financial problem. Yeah, I think, I think it is scary that your money money could be at risk. And I, I don't know what the answer it's a, is. I think it's £85,000. I think it's £85,000. I think it's less than that, actually. Well, according to this, uh, the financial services it's, compensation it's changing, scheme, yeah. Yeah. the government would top up any compensation over and above the standard £85,000. Right. The bank was nationalised. It was nationalised. That was yeah, the whole point. I don't point. really know what that means. It means or... that the government stepped in and guaranteed all the money on the on the assumption that they would then be able to resell the bank and get the debt repaid. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 
which they did. I'm not really familiar with. I'm any not of super that familiar with it happened. either. But I think but, um, but it feels. It, and that, I think maybe that's why it's scary because we're ignorant and we don't. And the fear of the unknown. We don't know. If the financial world feels like this incredibly complicated, cryptic, mysterious, like scary thing that could you know go boom at any time, and all our money in the banks is all you know. It's like even like Mary Poppins, there's a bit of run on the bank kind yeah. of, oh, the bank's not got enough deposits, quick. I don't mind the bank, you know. but at the same time, you know, well, like a, a lot of these banks are, are, are just companies just doing, you know, like they're regulated and stuff, sure. But uh, ultimately, you know, they're, they're, just as, they're just as likely to screw up or, or, or fail as anything else, right? And when you think like how much you depend on storing money in there and maybe not all of it is even covered it's it's sometimes it's a little bit worrying isn't it you know like to I, think- I think that what we what we what's interesting though is how we've reacted to to the virus and how we've adapted and how we've made put into practice sort of these processes that allow us to carry on through it yeah and obviously but to, again, to varying again of though, another worrying aspect of that like the, the coronavirus is a good example when you think of like the uh, distribution, the logistics of uh, goods and stuff, I mean, you're you're, you know, like like Amazon, Walmart, all of these big companies that were able to dispatch things to you that you ordered from your house, sort of thing, were uh, like a lifeline for a lot of people, right? Like there, you wouldn't have been able to get around it. But yeah, you know, these are these are private companies that could just do whatever the fuck they want. You know, like it's not. It's not like the government had much to do with that, or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like so, so what happens if? Well, there, there, there is there is banking regulation. The problem is that sometimes it, depending on who's in power, it ebbs and flows in terms of how restrictive it is. And the the problem with two thousand and eight was that they lessened the capital reserves that banks had to have. They allowed them to trade things that they previously weren't allowed to trade. And that was one of the things that exacerbated the the 2008 crash was lack of government oversight and la- because essentially you're 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 right that these are just companies trying to make money. Banks are not some kind of institution that owes you anything. No, but they just provide a service in exchange for which they want to make a shitload of money, and they do. The banks make an awful lot of money. But it is a thing. But there are regulations. It's not some unregulated cowboy minefield, or it shouldn't be. The problem is that sometimes those regulations are relaxed in in an effort by some government. 10 years previously to say, hey, let's relax things because then it'll lead to more money and good times. Yeah. And it does in the short term, but eventually it always blows up. It's 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 one of those things that I think the common perception is that they are these, you know, like, uh, like if you never thought about a bank and you just, your wages went in there and you drew money out when you needed it or whatever, you would just, you would just assume that it's really safe. Uh, everything's covered. Nothing could ever go wrong or whatever. I feel like if more people just thought about some of this stuff a bit more, they would have a different take on things. Things wouldn't be done so uh, fluidly and easily, like by banks and by governments and stuff, right? Like I think, I, th- I think a lot of people just don't think about a lot of things, and so a lot of a lot of things just sort of like slip through the cracks, right? Because I think I think it's I think it, I think you've got a, it's got a, well the thing is problem the problem is as soon as you start thinking about something you realize how little you know and then it scares you um, and you really have to be do beyond that you have to start educating yourself yeah. but it's so hard and so obfuscated and so confusing the whole world and how and how all of it works and and it's 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 this mind boggling mess that you don't understand you know. And and so it can be very threatening. I think that when it comes down to it at the very end, though, um, a lot of people are in the same boat. You know, a lot of people have, you know, a, a job where they kind of just about get through the day. They put a little bit away in savings. You know, they look to put their at some sure. stage of paying off their mortgage. Yeah. Um, most people are in a very similar boat. And if everything were to start collapsing, as we've seen with coronavirus, people not being able to, you know, losing their jobs or not being able to pay their rent, you know, that suddenly can lead to this slippery slope of 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 problems. You know, if people can't pay their rent, then the landlords can't pay their mortgage, then the banks don't will have to they'll start defaulting to the banks who have to repossess their houses. And it leads to this slippery slope of problems. And I think when you that's destabilizing and and that that is what causes this breakdown. And so that's why we've seen, I think, the stimulus package in in America and things like this, in order to try and you know fend off those yeah. d- those temporary um, issues, yeah. you know, and I think I think they're important, and I think that we 
it, it, we don't we can't we don't know what's going to happen in the future with with businesses going wrong and, and we are in a capitalist society of boom and bust and there is boom and there is bust and we are going to have this downturn yeah. and we don't know what the impact of it will no. be and I think everyone has a different idea the sandwich shop around the corner has shut down um, <laughs> well, you know fuck. obviously people aren't coming into whoa, the whoa, office whoa, any, whoa, whoa. The, the sandwich shop up towards sandwich, the, the main sandwich, road sandwich sandwich is closed down yeah it's closed down well permanently yeah oh for yeah. fuck's sake <laughs> yeah well, it's the first casualty no, just voice. Think, just think of how you feel if that was your fucking bank that just decided to shut down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you sound like you you that, that's a big blow to you. It's a fucking sandwich shop. Imagine how right, you dude, feel if it was something the, important. Do you know what it takes for a bank to go bust? Do you know how rare it is? They get bailouts from the government because the government understands that if the banks all go bust, all of this goes bust. Mm. Everything. There's so few banks that have ever gone belly up. Yeah. They're big names because of it. Bear Stearns, right? Mm -hmm. Northern Rock. These are we all know these names because it's super rare. Because first of all, they're very good at not going bust, apparently, and the government is very good at bailing them out. So the the idea that the banks are all gonna fucking go bust, they'd be the last thing to go bust. Well, it, it's it's your mean... sandwich shops. It's your it's your it's your just chips. It's those places that are going to go under. It's they those can't... weird places on the high street that only sell hats. And right. You're like, how are you still in business anyway? Well, now they're not because there's, I mean, a shop opened just when coronavirus was starting. A shop opened no, near us that's a pottery I cafe. I feel so sorry a for certain cafe, shops like that. Which is a sketchy business anyway because how often well, do you Well, because I talked pottery? about it. I went, we went and filmed a thing in a pottery cafe, didn't we? And it was great. We had a great time. But it was very social. And I think they need a really a decent throughput of people. I think that's why Sandwich Sandwich closed because they made most of their money in that lunch rush. Yeah. And that lunch rush doesn't exist anymore. Right. And they're certainly not allowed to have a rush, you know, anywhere. Because everyone has to be QR coded right. in through the door one by one. I wonder if they offered takeaway or like uh, delivery. The problem is it's not easy to get the, the system in place to start delivering food. And if people aren't going into work anyway, they're going to be ordering less food. Last week we were talking about this and I was saying that a lot of these businesses, if we change the way we work and the way we commute and travel and congregate for in offices and things, if we change that, that a lot of businesses would have to adapt. And someone pointed out that they're a bartender in a bar and they rely on people after work coming into the bar or someone else runs a live music venue and they rely on weekends when people come in for live music and spend money in the bar. And if that goes, how does that get replaced? And well, I think that's the that's the beautiful thing about the economy is that the it provides opportunity for people who build a new, interesting, sustainable, good business to fit the needs of what people want. Sure, it'll get out with the old. That's a shame. But, you know... It's it is adapt or die. That's how humanity and natural selection has functioned for billions of years. Oh well, millions of years. Um, it's certainly this them, yeah. amazing. You know, we live in a free market economy, and people are still going to want to buy food and go out and do things and socialize and find things. But and, do, and do you the next think thing that, will rise up? that this kind of thing will lead less to small businesses being able to succeed in those areas, and it'll just be big businesses? Like, no, I, I if think, you look I, I at mean, Amazon, for example, delivering stuff, yeah, uh, they're delivering a shitload of stuff. They right? are. Like, yeah. They've pretty much everybody's just using Amazon. Like, if you want to buy something, you get on Amazon. Like, there's no rival to that. And when it comes to getting food delivered, there are at the moment a bunch of different places offering uh, food delivery. Like, there's Deliveroo, there's Just Eat, there's Uber Eats. Like, there, I'm sure there's more. Um, I feel like Amazon is, though, at the point where it's the infrastructure, though, it's the roads, right? It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's like Amazon, comparing Amazon to other delivery companies, like complaining, comparing trains or roads, you know, you're going to use the roads, you're going to use Amazon, but Amazon has a million different suppliers, yeah. right. you know, and all those businesses use Amazon to get stuff to you. Amazon aren't mass manufacturing right, the right, different, right. different things that they sell. And so in the same way as Deliveroo or Just Eat, you know, there's a, a couple of food services, but it's those little restaurants that are doing it. You know, the falafel place and the, 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 the and there's constantly new ones opening up and they're constantly providing new ideas for people. And I think that, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you're good and you provide a good service, then. So here's my question use it. is that if we move to a delivery only system, is that going to change where people buy the food from? Because if you're in 
a new place. You're not going to have all those reviews. You're not going to be top of the search results on delivery or whatever. If you're a new restaurant offering takeaway, how do you get that word of mouth out there to people that it's good? Because if you have I, I, pe people, when they go out for lunch or they go out for dinner, often they'll just wander around and go into somewhere they, they like the look of. And they'll be like, oh, we tried that new noodle place down on so-and-so street. It's really good. Yeah. And then that word of mouth gets out there. So if you take that out of the equation and people no longer wander around, how do those small businesses get their names out there to become- Oh, it's bizarre though, PFLAX. It's almost like that whole thing with the orchestra. So when they were trialing, I've probably talked about this on Triforce, but I read this whole thing about how when they recruited new violin players for the orchestra, um, they would pr almost always choose men and 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 when they saw them, but then when they started um, trialing them behind a screen and listening to them, they it would totally be it would become much more um, like fair, and they'd end up choosing an equal amount of men and women or or whatever. They were just a lot. They were biased by what they saw, and I think it's the same thing with restaurants. Like if you're ordering stuff off Deliveroo, all you need to have is like a nice frontispiece on the on a nice menu, right? And people will and people will judge you on how good the food is. Sometimes you know the best food is from this really dingy, dirty looking place down a back alley that you would never want to go <laughs> right, to right. normally. But once you actually, but the mum and pup pop food kind of things that they cook there is is really nice. I'm sure it can go the other way too, and you could be tricked into having a nice frontispiece on Deliveroo and. It's it's just horrible. But I think even um, on on um, places like Deliveroo and stuff, I think like the 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 sort of approach to food is that people are willing to try different stuff, right? Like I hope so. Like if yeah. you're on if you're on like a like a delivery app and you can see menus and stuff, which most of them allow you to, um, you you might be like, ah, oh, you know what, I had like this yesterday or I had that last week or whatever. I want to try something different. Like I, like I think there's probably like um, uh, a bit more of like um, people like a like a will to try out different things people going like out of their comfort zone. so it works the same sure. way as in person also i guess right? you you do see the reviews right like you see the reviews online like uh yeah food was really good bit cold or whatever you yeah. know and you, you sort of uh you can pick and choose from those comments my favorite are the comments that are really really angry and then there's a response and a response to that response and there's a whole thread you can follow where the owner and this customer are going back and forth at each I other. I love finding those things. Yeah, there's yeah. a subreddit where they collect them all where someone comes in and says the business did this out and the other and the business is like don't lie you know we remember you and it's like this whole story comes out <laughs> and I was like wow so these little dramas are just recorded well, you, for all time. I mean that's the thing though that a bad review can change people's minds like I I, I and we talked about this With before as well chips, you know, I'll yeah, look at a game look, on Steam I'll scroll down chips. and there's all these good reviews. Yeah, don't and then you I, I always look, sort by negative. I want to see what the I look the for the bad like ones. Yeah. And then I look for something to put me off. And it's like it's such a bad <laughs> way to, <laughs> I to do, do, do it. But that's thing. just how psychology works, right? Like I, I want to hear I don't want to hear from the people who say this is fantastic. Because I want to see the people that are complaining. If their complaint sounds like bullshit, I'm like, okay, it's probably all right, and this person's just a twat. But if I read their uh, argument, I'm like, oh, that makes sense actually then I, I will agree with it. Like, I feel like a good negative review is so powerful in switching me off from a business. Whereas one that just goes, it sucks. I was like, well, I don't care. Like, I, that, I'm going to ignore that one. Just like I'm going to ignore the ones that say, fantastic, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, smiley Sometimes face. a bad negative review is the, what I want, though, in a sense. Like, I always want every review to be a negative review saying, here's what's wrong with this game. <laughs> if you like XCOM, then you'll probably, right. you could probably overlook it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you what I did this week. I played a game called Other Side, which was billed to me as the... Um, XCOM Tactics Game of the Year. Right. Okay? Wow. And it's who by it's who? Really, um, who? It's called Other Side. No, like, who like built this as the or, as the XCOM Tactics Game of the Year? I think it was PC Gamer or someone like right, that. Okay, right. Okay. Um, so it was like a someone decent. Yeah. Who's actually still in business? Just about maybe. Um, and it had like nine out of ten IGN, eight out of eight and a half out of ten PlayStation Universe or whatever. So I was like, okay. And also, I remember meeting the dev at. Um, GDC or somewhere last year and I played a little demo of it and I quite liked it. And so the idea is is that you have these kind of really hot, sexy women fighting ghosts and zombies and like really creepy. It's all black and white and red. And it's, it's all just, the whole thing is black and white and red, really thematically, really a cool art style. And you have these, and it's quite high level tactics too. Um, so... I played the first mission. I quite enjoyed that's, it. That's other mission. side with a C in place of other an side S, by with the way. a C. So, yes. Yeah, like suicide. Yeah, um, right. Or homicide. Or fratricide. My favorite. Yes, my, my favorite. Uh, 
and so 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 what I'll tell you a little story. So I was on the second level and I had uh, there was a, a, a enemy spawned and he had 1174 health and I was like okay and my attack did 863 damage, right? Right. But he had 64 armor. So I had to minus... So I got a calculator out. I was like, okay, 843 minus 64 equals 776. So I then minus that off his health, which was 1,100 however much, and I ended up with like 450-something. So I was like, okay, cool. So I And then I looked at my other unit, and he did uh, 480 damage. So I was like, oh, cool. So what I can do is I can do both of these attacks... Then they'll leave him on, um, and I did the minuses, and I was like, okay, look, leave him on minus 26 health, so that will definitely kill him. So I was like, okay, so let's do it. So I did it, and then I realized I'd forgotten to Adjust for take armor into account for the second the, attack. Exactly, I'd forgotten to take into account that. But also, I'd forgotten to take into account that he had a buff on him that was 5% damage reduction, but I had a buff that was 10% damage increase. Oof. So I was like... Oh, so so suddenly the, all, I was playing this game with a fucking calculator for a start, which is a bit of a problem. And the second thing, I was having to constantly do all these stupid maths. And I just, I just, I got it wrong. I made a mistake. It didn't let me reload. So I always fooled. And I haven't played it since. Goodness. But um, I, 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 why? 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 Lads, why? Oh, can I just say, uh, I, I didn't want to get back to the poop talk that we did last week, but I really, really need a poop. Oh, wow, shit. Wow, yeah. Okay, it's well, about that time, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, sorry. So is there any sorry, chance that we could uh, wrap it up this week? Apologies, listeners. Yes. I just wanted to tell you that story. No, that's that cool. I wanted to wait. We gotta it out. wrap it up so that flax can wrap one around the inside of the bowl. If you, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's the most unpleasant thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's gross, uh, isn't and it? And on Sorry. that bombshell, right. we bid you <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Hey, bye. thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. Bye. bye.